Hi, this is Aerie 4.17. I have been sent back in time from the year 2069. The reason for this voyage is to stop all of humanity from purchasing ugly ass clothes. You see, in 2069, we have a problem where all our humans are ugly as fuck and wear the dumbest clothes ever. My bionic colleagues and I believe that this problem traces back to the year 2020. Since I have arrived, I saw one young human boy wearing a pink button-up shirt with pineapple pieces all over it. This is precisely what I am fucking talking about. After years and years of research, we have come up with just one solution and one solution only. Humans must visit freshcleantees.com and use the dirty place code one word to receive 15% off on any sexy and awesome shirt of their choice. You can buy anything you want from Fresh Clean Tees to save the world. You cannot go wrong. Please do not take this message lightly. The earth depends on you. Use the fucking dirty place card and check out to get that 15% off. <laughs> I'm without a doubt younger than everyone at the Fern Bank Golf League. Without a doubt. Except Jaomi. Um, the guy I played against today is my uncle's age. And he's... My uncle's in his mid-50s. All right. <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> you asked. What I was trying to say is that we... He's, fuck you, Eric. You got lots of uncles, dude. Ricky? Uncle Ricky? <laughs> no, that's you. Uncle Dicky. Yeah, Eric's the oh, dumbest yeah. person I've ever met in my entire life. I mean, that's and he makes more money than me, so. Alright, who wants to guess who the extra person is? Bob. Uh, Dan, Bob Bauer. Dan Trimple. Nick, it's Bob what's your Bauer, official guess? Alex Fiasante. Richard, what is your what is your guess? That's a really good guess. Um, what's your guess? Uh, Brian Powell. <laughs> <laughs> BP baby. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> All right, Sam. What's what's uh what's your guess? I mean, I was going to guess Oscar too, it's Alex. but I can hear him. Just to be like a little bit different, I'm going to say it's Poof. All right, track number 5. Good Reveal good yourself. I did it again. Hey. <laughs> Young Alex Viasanti. I'm reporting live from the MLS hey, bubble. Yeah. All right, so Alex. Puddle of tears. Alex, Alex is uh, Ryan. Ryan from uh, Slayer Bites, younger brother. I'm sure if you, if anyone's been listening, they've uh, younger, better looking brother. Yes, wow. but you've heard this guy mentioned multiple times, <laughs> and, and we got him first. He's more buff. He's got a better deadlift. He's funnier. He's inside the bubble too. He's coming He's straight from the source. Much more sports relatable. I'm in the bubble. How how's Orlando? Orlando's fine. I think they uh, they set it up in a good way. Like we get tested every other day, and then before game days, we get tested before the game, and then we get the test within like 12 hours. So. I think they have it set up like you have to wear a mask wherever you go in the hotel. 
even on the bench and on the sidelines, you have to wear a mask. And I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. Is the test is the test the one that they like stick all the way up your nose? That's all the way up in your nose. Oh, fuck. And How many terrible. times do they do it to you? <laughs> it sounds terrible. It's every other day, and then before game days, uh, they have a, you have to get a credential, and then if you go to the weight room, you have to check in and check out. Um, they have it pretty locked down down here. That's for sure. Do the players have to wear masks like while training? That's probably a dumb question, but are there any parts of like training where they have to wear the mask? No, they sh- they show up in the mask and they can take them off and then train normally. But I wear a mask on the sidelines, like during training. Do do any of them got the sniffles? Yeah, they sniffly. <laughs> they got the sniffling down there. In quarantine, son. Oh, dang. You've been able to sneak <laughs> over no to the down here. You the know Le- that. <laughs> the LeBron James bubble yet? You getting into that that King bubble? I'm trying to get in that king bubble. That was the, originally the hotel that we were supposed to stay in. But MBA that would have been it. tight. So, Oscar, are we allowed to say that you work for FC Cincinnati? Yep. I'm on their staff. <laughs> right so on. You wor- so, he works directly with the staff and the players. So, you basically probably experience the same things that the players do. So, that's pretty exciting. <laughs> Did you guys watch the game? Yeah, that the game wasn't exciting. <laughs> the game wasn't. Better luck next time. Yeah, it was not good. What do you guys think of the new system? Is there some hope? That's what I want to know. Like, are, I know like it's a very new system, a very new coach. They've had a lot of change recently. Like, is there like some? Is there still positivity even after taking that kind of beating? Yeah, there's still some positivity. I mean, the new coach and the new system is going to take a while to get used to. But I think like the players, with the respect that the manager has, like the players respect him and like they listen to what he says. So I think it's going to take time. Like we've been training with a full team for like two months now, so like it's going to take more than two months to like get the system down and like. He wants to play from the back, and it's not going to happen. And within this tournament, it's going to take time. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens tomorrow for sure. They better respect him. He looks scary as hell. Nah, he's he's pretty intimidating. So when that man talks, you better be listening. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> Does he ever let his guard down? Do you ever see him like crack a smile? Um, no. He's pretty serious. Ooh, all business. Fuck, wow. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell all <yeah>. business. <laughs> all right. So who who are you closest to on the team? As as far as players, uh, like as far as the players, like he, I'm usually with the injured players. So, like every day, like going, coming, and going, I'm close to Fatai. Um, he's been on the team since the USL days, and he's a really cool guy to get. To know, like, I'm friends with past players as well, like Manu Ledesma. I still talk to him every now and then. No, but all the guys on the team are cool. Uh, treat me with respect, and they listen to what I say. And it's pretty fun. It's a fun group to be around. Yeah, it's tight. Right on. Dude, yeah, I, the, when I found out about Ledesma, that broke my heart. Because he I think he's been my favorite player ever since he joined the team. Even though I feel like last year he kind of got shafted in ways. But uh, 
I was hoping he would get another opportunity this year, but it didn't pan out. What can you say about that? No, I mean, like, he was a player that was respected by the fans. Like, he, you could tell that he left it all on the field. And, like, even when I left after game days, like, he's still out with the fans, like, signing autographs. So, like, the fans respected him, and he gave everything for the club. But when a new manager comes in and when you make that jump uh, to MLS from uh, USL, like you're going to have to make some tough decisions. And that was one of the tough decisions the club had made. So, uh, yeah, we moved forward. He's, he still keeps in touch with even fans from Cincinnati and players and the staff and everything. And we definitely appreciated all that he gave to the club for sure. Yeah. As a fan though, I felt like he was done wrong. Obviously I don't know what's done behind the scenes, but I felt like he wasn't given the opportunity that he deserved especially after having that all-star performance. And I know it was the USL, but he was out of that. You know, he was completely above that league. And then I felt like when we they promoted to the MLS, he got shafted. And not to beat up on the team, but they clearly really weren't putting in results. And it seemed like he wasn't given the opportunity until it was like too late last season. Says the guy who went to two games. Wow. <laughs> Every manager has a system they want to play, and like <laughs> certain players fit that system. And I guess he wasn't part of the system moving forward. But yeah, I mean, it was it was tough for everyone, and we wish him well, and it's still keep in touch. And Oscar's hard to break, man. Listen to him answering these things all political hey, and whatnot. We we got a large part of the supporters section that cheer for Alex when he walks off the pitch. So. Nerd, nerd, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I hear y'all and I see y'all every time. Uh, you, we see you. Do you see us? So, what are your guys' thoughts on this whole MLS is back tournament? Um, we're gonna win it because we're gonna be the only team that doesn't get uh kicked out of the league out of the tournament. If we're already out based on results before that happens, does that put us back in? Yeah, they bring us back in. Because <laughs> after tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., Eric, we might be done. Look, we're, we're, we keep like getting. Yeah, I am. I'll be at work. Of course I will. Eric doesn't do anything at work. I think. Full disclosure. I think the, uh, the league kind of blew this opportunity to be the only sports back at this point in time and have games at 9 a.m. on a Thursday or starting at 11.30 on a Saturday night on the East Coast. I, I, it's, it's been kind of disappointing to, as a fan to try to watch these games and care when you're either passed out or at work. But I'll, I'll try to watch as much as I can. Yeah, the main reason for these kickoff times is the heat. Like, None of these teams, other than Orlando, is used to the heat. And so, like, this is, like, a huge tournament and everything. You're playing games, like, three days after each game. So they had to, like, pick a time where, like, 9 a.m. is not the hottest time in Orlando. And then the later games, the same reason. So that's the reason for the later kickoff times or the earlier kickoff times. And, uh... Yeah, so that's the main reason for the the times. And it, it does suck for the everyday viewer. Like, if I'm at work, I'm not going to be watching these games because, like, 
it's 9 a.m. You're at work or whatever. But uh, hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of has that like World Cup feel, like earlier games and later games. And I think it's like good entertainment. So like we are the only league other than like the NWSL right now. Um, I think we're doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely good that they're bringing it back, that they're doing it. I guess what Sam's saying is they're, they kind of risk everything to bring it back, but then put it at times where no one can watch it. But obviously, you got to worry about player safety and keep the games safe for the players. But Dude, they should have built a dome. That, that would have been sick. That 11.30 kickoff game was brutal. I bet. Oh, I can imagine. Like, and... The players are already kind of out of game shape. I know they did some training, but still, it's it's more like preseason than anything else. And then to make them play at that time um, is kind of rough. I mean, it is exciting. The format is exciting, and I like that. It's just, it makes it hard to follow when you've got these weird times. And I just think it was an opportunity for the MLS to like actually grow interest in the league being the only sport on television. And I think they kind of missed some of their opportunity with that. Yeah. But to be fair, if you see like the viewership, it's, I believe it's up like 24% of what it was the first three games of the season. And that was the normal kickoff time. Yeah. I, and I'm, I don't doubt that at all, but I mean, it's that or watching Clemson baseball versus Wake Forest baseball from 2014. So they've got a pretty captive audience right now. Yeah, and you can imagine like if these games were at a normal kickoff time, like that number would be that much bigger. Yeah, for sure. I think because it's one of the only things going like a lot of your big name sports show hosts are actually talking about soccer and MLS more. And that's kind of bumping up the interest, even with the weird times, because like Sam said, it's all sports shows can talk about if they want to talk about live sports. So there's like huge names that never talk about soccer. Like if you watch ESPN frequently, you barely ever see soccer take up 30 minutes of sports center or something which it's done sometimes recently just because it's the only thing actually playing that's like a major league right now now what i want to know is what type of gnarly land parties you got going on in those hotels yeah no doubt uh, halo 2 for days baby <laughs> the internet here is really bad but Hell yeah. i know like the players put on like a warzone tournament like based on teams so like that was pretty cool. What I do, I play Mario Kart and like Smash Bros with other people, like other staff, and that gets pretty gnarly. But the internet is really bad here. So, what about the food? I I saw some NBA players tweet some of their hotel. <laughs> Did you guys food? see that video or like the picture? The picture was it didn't do it any justice. And to be fair, like everyone focused on the price of the sandwich. Like I think it was like sixty five dollars for that ham sandwich just piled on and between bread like it didn't look good but that was only when we arrived and you couldn't leave your hotel until your test results came back so like you called room service you got that delivered to your room 
and you only had that one day. And then other than that, the food has been, it's been decent. Like I haven't mind, like I didn't, I haven't mind the food yet, but like I only got Chipotle once out of the 20 days we've been here. Eric would be fucked. Wow. Yeah, dude. If I can only get Chipotle once in 20 days, I'd kill myself. I probably eat Chipotle four times a week, so. I That's a minimum. When is Chipotle going to sponsor us, Eric? Working on it. Yeah. Can you have them send us some black beans? That'd be great. Black beans? Just the beans? Wait, they're just sending us beans? Yeah. (laughs) Most companies don't send us much, so you got to pick one thing and go with it. And I love black beans. Right. I don't know if I've ever ever heard that beans. from Chipotle before. I'll take just the black beans, please. Thank you. Uh, put them on that. Put them on that ham sandwich. That six fed ham sandwich that Oscar was talking about. That sounds real good. Right. Price gouging ham ham, ham, be- sandwich. ham and beans. Mm, girl, the, did the team pick up that tab? Yeah, the team picked up that tab. I didn't pick up that sixty five dollar ham sandwich. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so you, like when, so you the ain't... next day, like we were doing treatments and rehab and we had the TV on and that was like everywhere on ESPN. And that was <laughs> the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but no, you can't Uber Eats here. But did you guys see that NBA player that ordered Uber Eats and then went outside the bubble and then has to quarantine for eight days? Yeah, <laughs> I did see that. I did. That's hilarious. Yeah, so I had a question about that. Like, is there physical markings? Do they like say you cannot cross this line. Like, what is the bubble? So I don't know how that NBA player went outside the bubble because here everything is labeled and then you have people like close to it. Like you're leaving the bubble. You can't go any, any further <laughs> out. Like everything, everything is labeled and I don't see how you can leave the bubble. Dude, this sounds like the blue zone from PUBG. Yeah, dude. <laughs> We play like we did golf one day on our off day, but that was that was outside the bubble. Like it was inside the bubble, but not on the main campus. But like when we were golfing, there was a security guard in front of the group and then a security guard in back to make sure no one like came into our like mobile bubble and then no one left that mobile bubble. Wow. Y'all was protected. Yeah, it definitely feels weird, but of an NBA player being brutal to a fish he caught. It was an accident, but he did not put that fish gently back into the lake. It made me sad. Don't make me mad, Nick. What? He Who he, was it and what happened? What it was Ben Simmons from the 76ers. He was fishing inside the bubble and he was like showing off of his fish. Like, hey, look what I caught. And then he just like kind of dropped it and you see like the fish bounce off a couple things before it made it back to the water. So feel bad for that fish. Maybe I that ain't that ain't right, ma. That ain't right. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. All right. So what do you guys think about the, the World Cup schedule? Quatois. <laughs> I think it's kind of hilarious, like, oh, we're gonna interfere with the uh European schedule. It's like COVID was like, ha, screw you, 2022 World Cup. We already did that. You ain't got nothing on us. Right. Like, so now. What now with that, the European schedule is it screwing with? 
It's I, all I of them. Normally, I the world don't know. just tell the World Cup's it, normally it, it, in the middle of the summer. Agreed. The World Cup uh, is that. now straight smack dab in the middle of the European soccer season. Okay, like in the middle of the NFL season. Like it's a, it kind of like in a lot of this is a hot time for sports. Yeah, but obviously the, the dates no, for the World Cup are from, are from November twenty first, and then the final is December eighteenth. Yeah. So I mean, normally the World Cup. Requires a lot of time for all those games. Don't they normally just put like European soccer and MLS soccer and stuff like that? Players that are playing, don't they put that kind of shit on hold while while the World Cup's going and on? Maybe and maybe they will decide to do that. I don't think any of that has T- been talked about. Typically, it is just less than a month, so I guess it can be done. Typically, the World Cup doesn't interfere with European soccer at all. Um, right. The season ends before it starts. It's usually like at least a month and a half because I think the World Cup normally starts in like mid to late June and the European season's typically over like early May. Um, I think Champions League final might be like late May. A lot of times, so they usually have plenty of time to get back ready for it, but now like because typically you'd even come out like the tournaments that from the 21st of November to the 18th of December, but they are probably going to have to pull them out like a few weeks early for training with the national teams. Cause it's not like they're just going to go straight to, Hey, we're going to Qatar. Let's start playing. Um, with, it's also a with sh- the way the world is it, 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 that could just happen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean this. This is still a long way off. This is still sure. over two years from now. So I who think knows? Anything this this virus has kind of showed how yeah you can go against the grain on certain things and you'll probably be okay in the end. Well, that's which, what I'm saying. That's like I think the only positive you can take from all this is. But who who knows? what they're going to do with the European schedule for the next couple years, because they're probably going to have to start late. Um, start the 2021 season late. So that means the 2022 season might be late unless they're proposing like a shortened schedule for next year or something like champions league soccer for the 2020, 19 20, 20 year isn't supposed to even finish till like August this year and like late August. And that would be normally when it's starting back up like the group that would be normally when the group stages would be starting back up. So they're going to have their hands full figuring out schedule for the next couple of years anyways. So who knows how this will affect it. They'll have plenty of time to prepare for it. They're going to have to rewrite all their schedules anyways for the next couple of years. I'm sure it'll all get worked out unless the COVID It'll probably affect the back. MLS schedule too. Not that a ton of players are, you know, going over and playing in the World Cup. But uh, Oscar, you going over to Qatar, baby? I'll be there, son. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy. I'll be there, son. Hey, better yet, uh, the FC Cincinnati, the, the stadium that's going down in West End is one of the seven... Cincinnati is one of the 17 cities being, I guess, voted on for the 2026 World Cup. Do you have any information on that, Oscar? I bet he does. It won't be played at Weston Stadium. It'll be played at Paul Brown Stadium. Paul Brown. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. 
the pictures that I've seen, it seems like their stadium looks a lot better than Paul Brown Stadium. But then again, Paul Brown Stadium looks like a giant piece of shit. Well, Paul Brown Stadium is an opportunity missed. It's not a bad stadium, but it's a it's a bad. Stadium. They could have made a they could have made a better stadium. Whereas the FC Cincinnati's new stadium looks like a smaller size. It looks pretty, like it's really well made. But how how many people is it supposed to hold? Like twenty seven thousand or something like that? Uh, I thought it was less than that. I thought it was like twenty four, maybe. Right, which is a perfect number, but I mean, you, you, you that that stadium would be only good for like a like a small international team if if they were to get it for the World Cup. How many fans were they? Putting? But isn't Paul isn't Paul Brown Stadium too small though? Isn't it too narrow? No. It's definitely long enough, but I thought it was too narrow. Well, I don't know. If there's anything wrong with the length of the width of the field? It's just a giant piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that stadium is so boring. It, it's 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 extremely. It's it's literally Mike Brown as a fucking stadium. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just minimum effort, no effort in trying to make like a enjoyable fan experience. Yeah, it's a it's a dungeon, but they're not selling it off the stadium. Porn dungeon. Yeah, I take back what I said. The Paul Brown Stadium, like the the main attraction to that stadium, is the one set of uh escalator stairs that go up to the top ramp and that's what you see that thing, that's the only thing that works. sticks out and it never is on because they can't sell enough fucking seats you know what makes there. that stadium look good great american ballpark right next to it yep sure it is dude oscar are there any sick pranks going on in the bubble right now yeah i feel like shit's super strict <laughs> Not that i know of i haven't pulled any pranks yet and I haven't seen any pranks being pulled. I, I just, I just feel Are like there any dick and balls flopping around down the hallways. That's bit. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Jesus. Just letting your dog. So hang every out. team has their own floor. So we're on the seventh floor, and we're the only team on the seventh floor. Oh, seven. Oh, you know what? I'm dumb. I didn't even think about that. So are, are all teams in the same hotel? So there's two parts of this hotel. There's like the swan and then there's the dolphin. So they split it up. So I don't know how many teams are in each. But yeah, every team has their own floor. And they have like three suites that are considered players lounge. So like they have a PlayStation in there and like a ping pong table and stuff. So we're not that locked down. We have plenty of stuff to do in here. We split up this podcast. Eric and Sam would definitely be in the swan. Dude, I want to be in the dolphin, dog. I still, to this day, don't know which part we're in. <laughs> Stop looking at me, swan. <laughs> what other teams are, are, are in your hotel, though? Which section is FC Cincinnati in? The swan or the dolphin? I couldn't tell you. I, the fuck? for your you Wi-Fi, you have to put whether you're in the swan or dolphin, and I put the wrong thing every time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in the dolphin. That's badass. Dude, do you get a mini bar? Do you get, like, free run on your mini bar? Who's picking up that tab? There's free Coke, free Cheez-Its, and Pringles. That's it? He's got, like, That's a daily it. per diem. He's drinking, like, $88 worth, <laughs> of, worth of gin and tonics a night. <laughs> <laughs> and so were the players. <laughs> So post bubble, 
uh, it looks like uh, your bubble stay is going to be pretty short. But post bubble, what's the plan? Are the is team just coming back and training as usual? I'm assuming we're going to train, and I'm assuming the MLS has some plan to continue playing. I don't know if that's even possible, but have you guys seen what like the USL has been doing at all? I no. have. So they like split. They have a lot more teams than MLS, but they split it like Indy Eleven, St. Louis, Louisville. Um, I don't even know who else, but they're in a like a little division. So all they do is drive back and forth between the cities and play each other like four times. So they'll have they plan on having like sixteen games. So that could be a possibility, like having like us in Chicago, Columbus, and everyone together and maybe figure out something there but i don't know how feasible that will be pending the covid situation that seems a lot like what baseball is trying to do where they're trying to keep everybody close to where it's more driving distance as a as opposed to flying distance so that you eliminate uh certain traveling and obviously eliminate certain chances of getting covid19 so, yeah, so I'm assuming it's going to be this, that. But they this, had to think about like Miami, Orlando, like what's closer, what's close to them other than Atlanta. Like you have limited teams in certain areas of the United States where like it'll be hard to get even four teams together without having to fly there. And, and what else? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Eric. <laughs> That's my. It's my favorite. I, I do have I do have something. So I had this idea today. So we're talking about what's gonna happen when the league starts and people test positive for COVID. Because it's gonna happen. Players are gonna test positive mid season. And I was thinking about it in relation to like the NBA. Russell Westbrook just tested positive, and he's a pretty big star. And how unfair that is that he's got to sit out for two weeks while other teams get to play with their full roster. So tell me what you guys think about this idea. And I'm going to use the NBA as an example because I think it's pretty easy. At the beginning of the season, the NBA ranks every single one of their players from most valuable to least valuable. And then if that player or the opposing team's player gets coronavirus. So let's say your number two player gets coronavirus. The other team's number two player has to sit out on their list to make it competitive and fair. I don't know if I'm a fan of that. I'm not I, under- a fan of that. I understand what you're, what you're getting at with it, but it's just... <laughs> I don't know why. Why should why should a guy have to sit out because because he's going? And I'm not saying that the guy who gets COVID nineteen isn't going through all the protocols and just off chance just got it. But like another team has to sacrifice their second best player because the team they're playing has COVID nineteen. I, I I don't know. I can see where you're going to get some discrepancies with with nah, that, dude, especially from one, fans. One, one team's number two. Is fucking around out there getting his D wet, and then the other dudes 
team number two gets fucking punished? No way. Not fair. Dude, it's playground rules, baby. Dude, COVID-19 is basically an STD. And if you get it, that's on you, bro. That's like taking our 11th best player out of the dirty, uh, out of the turkey cup, which is Eric. And then don't do that they, to me. They, and then the little dirties have to take their 11th best player out of the turkey and cup. Nichols? Which is Nichols. <laughs> Nichols is way higher up than Baby is. <laughs> Nichols, Nichols, Kale. That's what we're getting on the pod next Nichols. week. We're going to get him on here about social distance. Will the turkey cup even be played? Nichols will not be there, but yes. That's a good question. Nick, what are you doing? I don't know. Will the little dirty show up? <laughs> we'll get people to show up. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, Nichols is uh, really high on social distancing and uh, demanding everyone wears their mask to bed. But uh, I, hope to, I hope to see him there. So what's going to be our protocol for the Turkey Cup? You have to hold your breath for 90 minutes. Sounds about right. That's basically what yeah, I, I think we're all kind of doing close. that. Dude, I think we should set the turkey cup up like a foosball game. So everybody's got to be on like a pole and you're all six feet apart and you can't leave the pole. And we just spin around like on a foosball table. We just spin around yeah. on the pole. We... Dude, you've been wanting to fucking spin around on we poles. We just do 360 kickflips. Of, of course you're going to suggest that. Dude, it's, it's social distancing soccer. I'm for it. Today was the franchise tag day where anybody on the franchise tag, this was their last day to be signed to a long-term deal or play on a one-term deal or on a, on a, on a one-year deal um, underneath the franchise tag. And being Cincinnati Bengals fans, I guess we'll bring up the fact that A.J. Green was on the franchise tag. Um, we kind of we knew it was inevitable that A.J. was going to play on his one-year deal just based off what's happened over the past couple of years. Sam, do you have any thoughts on what it might do with A.J. Green being on a one-year $18 million deal? Um, so this was expected. A.J. and his time with Cincinnati is clearly coming to an end. Kind of wish we would have dealt him this past season and kind of started completely fresh coming into 2020. I don't know what it means longer term, but he's definitely not going to re-sign a longer term deal. I also think John Ross is probably gone. So you're looking at a wide receiver core that's really going to be led by Tyler Boyd and um, hopefully Auden Tate. He looked promising last year. And then, of course, T. Higgins coming in. So it'll be interesting to see how those guys perform this year, thinking more long term. but. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like this is the inevitable end for AJ Green. Say it ain't so. Well, and 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 I agree. Uh, he's playing on a one-year, eighteen million dollar deal, which is kind of the way that works. He takes the average of the top five players at his position. That's how the franchise tag works. Um, so he's going to get a one-year, eighteen million dollar deal that he signed today because he did not reach a long-term deal. Um, and then from there. He can go into free agency, or if he has a really good year, we can sign him to a long-term deal. How old is he? 30, 32. I think he'll be 32 when the season starts. Okay. I mean, how, how when do wide receivers normally kind of... Uh, I, I heard a statistic today that said uh, players at his age, or maybe a little higher uh, in the last decade, there's been 11,000-yard seasons from players his age or higher. 
a couple of them have been from the same player, like Larry Fitzgerald, who is just actually a uh, right. He's a machine. The the issue with everything why we didn't sign him to a long term deal is because he's been injured. I don't I don't know the exact stat over the last three years, but he's played like two thirds of a season in the last three years, and we didn't see him at all last year. So we don't know what he has left in the tank, but we've seen stellar AJ Green before, and we obviously hope he's going to be good this year. But you have no idea. As you get older, you don't get better normally. But I guess the prime AJ Green would be one to believe that he could be that he could do just fine towards the end of his career. But yeah, you're right. He would have to stay healthy in order to do so. And that's the biggest issue is the fact that he has not stayed healthy in the last three years. So while I hate Mike Brown, he does pay players that he think thinks is worthy on his team. Uh, he does believe in loyalty. And he's given AJ a big contract. And that's the only reason why I see why he has not paid AJ again is because of his injury risks. So it can't really fault the owner for doing that. Although, but can we dream of that Burrow Green connection for at least a season? I, I'm hoping we'll see it this year. I mean, AJ signed and Joe Burrow's here. I think they should. COVID, will you let us? I think they should have got it done last year where they could have front loaded his contract. Uh, while Joe Burrow's on a rookie contract, and then in his later years, when you know he's thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven, when you're about to pay Joe Burrow, that's when you can kind of let him go. But the Bengals don't ever do anything logical. But we already knew that. I'm thinking about front load, dude. Something. Give me the Burrow to front Boyd load. connection. I think, in terms of the league perception, Boyd's massively underrated, and. I, I'm not too high on the likelihood that we're going to see prime AJ Green, given his injury history and given his age. Um, I, I much would r- rather would have had them ship him when he still had a little bit more value and bolster that offensive line because that offensive line is a hot mess. And my biggest concern is you have your franchise quarterback now in Joe Burrow, and he's just going to get the shit kicked out of him because he doesn't have a a solid offensive line to protect him in this league. And they were good at the end of the year. And that's all we have to go on. Yeah, can you give them that, Sam? Can you just fucking give (laughs) them that? They were okay. They were okay at the end of the year. They weren't a fucking train wreck. Can you at least give them that? Speaking of train wrecks and the franchise tag, I cannot believe what the Cowboys are doing with Dak. So did you see that? Yeah. Nope. Dak got franchise tagged, which means he's probably likely going to stay in Dallas one more year and then go get a mega contract somewhere else. Which, given the value of quarterbacks and the fact that Dak is probably in that cohort of quarterbacks that can lead your team to a Super Bowl, just blows my mind. Right. If you have a franchise quarterback, you fucking hang on to him and you pay him. That's that's just kind of the way it goes because. We've seen in the past, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, uh, you're probably fucked in the NFL. And Dak Prescott has at least shown that he can you know, lead you to victories in the NFL. So H.A. Green's franchise tag is worth $18 million. Dak Prescott's is one year, $34 million. And he's the biggest cap hit in the NFL this year. Nice. I just can't wait till he gets benched for Andy Dalton. Because that seems like... Uh... The Cowboys' next boneheaded move. <laughs> I just, blue hair wonder. I just fucking love how hillbilly Jerry Jones is. 
He did the draft on his yacht. What a piece of shit. Dude, he Joey looked like James. he was on a spaceship. That was bizarre. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hey, Oscar. What's you up? watched the UFC? Nah, not man, really. Come on, man. Trying that... to talk to you about something. <laughs> did any of you guys watch Hell it? Hell no. No. I sure didn't. I'm really sorry, hey, but I don't. Hey, 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 baby, did you watch it? Yeah, dude, I watched it. How'd, what, what'd you think of it? Uh, I thought it was a fucking buzzkill, bruh. Oh, sounds like the entire UFC then. Bruh. So Jorge Masvidal, like I said last week, he started. He took this fight on a... Isn't there a fight tonight? There's a fight, yeah, they're catching up. But uh, last Saturday was a huge fight between Jorge Masvidal and uh, Usman. It definitely showed that Masvidal was not ready. Dude was gassed out after one round, and it showed. So that fight did not pan out the way that anyone thought it would. And on top of that, Max Holloway fought Volkanovski for the second time. Uh, Volkanovski beat Holloway the first time they fought back. I think it was UFC 245. And he took the belt from Holloway. But Holloway was like on a, I forget how many fights he won in a row. So the UFC gave him an opportunity to come back last Saturday, regain the title. And he clearly won the fight. Everyone's saying it. And the decision went to the went to Volkanovski, which it just capitalized that night. The whole I thought the whole event was shit. No, my question is that you said it was a, it was like a total buzzkill. Are you biased because certain guys that you like didn't win? Not not so much the guy who got fucked by a decision, but like you really wanted Jorge Masvidal or whatever. Did I say his name right? Yeah. Uh, it, were you upset he didn't win and that and so that fi- fi- kind of killed your mood? watching it i'm not necessarily a fan of either one of them but i wanted a good fight so uzman is like a a grappler so he so the whole this was the whole fight in a nutshell he got masvidal who was winded after the first round against the fence and just held him there and would shoulder strike him and step on his toes so picture 25 minutes of that so it was a boring fight to you boring as fuck but then yeah I guess I'm biased when it comes to Holloway because I do like Holloway just because you know how Sam complains about people making UFC a drama-filled sport. Yeah. Holloway's not that way. He's always positive. He shit talks during the fight, which is hilarious to watch, but not outside the ring normally or the octagon normally. To see him fix every mistake from the first fight and get the win, in my opinion, but not to, you know did not get it from the judges was kind of heartbreaking. I just always feel like when it comes down to a decision, if it's close, it's always a fucking just crapshoot. Well, I, I do. I've heard this before where if you are fighting the champion and you let it go to a decision and it's that close, you have to beat the champion. And if you didn't make it that obvious, then expect to lose. And Holloway was the champion? He wasn't the champion. Okay. So Holloway was a champion for so long and he lost a belt to Volkanovski back in U- UFC 245. Then he got the rematch okay. to get it back. And he corrected all the mistakes he made in the first fight. And it was noticeable. He actually put in a good display. And it was still a good fight. But Holloway won the fight, in my opinion. Now, do you think... This is some conspiracy theory shit here. But do you think every once in a while they like to maybe give a controversial win to someone? Just to get the discussion up and like piss people off stir, the, stir pot the pot for good press well when when Volk, yeah so when volkanovsky and holloway three comes out in um ufc 260 i would say you're right 
And the Masvidal versus Usman fight, with Masvidal losing, it kind of puts, he's, he's probably the number three star in the sport right now. And you can put his name against anyone right now. McGregor, Diaz, uh, Usman again, and they're all huge money fights. And he's got to prove himself. And so does Diaz, McGregor. Um, you, you got Woodley. You have, uh, there's, there's all kinds of, that, that um, welterweight division right now is hot. Like, it's, it's a good, that, the welterweight and the bantamweight division are probably the two most exciting um, divisions right now. And Connor's birthday was, what, two days ago? And he posted something kind of teasing that he's, he might be coming back. And he still looks jacked. So I'm thinking he's going to come back at 170 to either fight Diaz for the trilogy or Masvidal for the... They made they made a uh, a belt called the Baddest B- Motherfucker. BMF. Belt, BMF yeah, belt. Which was uh, between Masvidal and Nate Diaz. And so Masvidal won that fight. So Masvidal has nah, nah, the BMF nah, belt. Mongo's got the BMF belt. Oh, Bobby. My bad. Mongo's number one. He's got all the belts. Slayer Park, so baby. let me ask you about yeah. watching UFC. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me give. A, let me finish my, my shit though. So with the BMF belt in Masvidal's possession and Connor teasing a comeback, it makes sense. And he and I think Connor's going to stay in the welterweight division, which Usman is the, currently the champion. I feel like uh, Connor will come back. Because his paycheck is going to be massive against any of these dudes, he could fin- he can do the trilogy with Nate Diaz. He could fight Masvidal for the uh, BMF belt, which would then, in any any victory Connor would have against either Nate or uh, Masvidal, would then give him, I guess, the right to go after the uh, welterweight belt. And I think that's a path that the UFC definitely would uh, be interested in. Because I mean, how would they not? It's all about all about making that money. Right. If you hate him or you love him, everyone's tuning in for a Conor McGregor fight. What a fucking hillbilly. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's retired. He ain't coming <laughs> back. It's, it's for real this time. For the fourth time. He'll, he'll fight before October. Now, what I was going to ask you is, like, so when you watch UFC, like, when I watch hockey, you're, you know, you can be impressed by somebody dropping a dirty dangle or soccer putting together a couple sick passes. Like, what are you watching for in UFC that gets you pumped, that gets you amped up? Like, I, I, that's a hard question to say because every fighter is different. Every fighter has their own style. Like, so let's take Nate Diaz, for example. When you see him fighting, he does what they call a Stockton slap. He'll slap an opponent in the face. He'll waste an opportunity to punch someone just to slap them as an insult. And then the crowd goes wild. You know what I mean? It's little shit like that. But I mean, other, I don't know. That's a hard question. Just because I think the only time I look for is just when clearly the, the, the fighter that you like is making the right decisions. He, you can tell that he's in tune with the fight and the momentum is on his side. And I know that's a basic answer. So you, you're not like big into understanding the technique and all that shit. and. No, I am, but I mean, I I think it's a br- too big of a like it's a broad question. Like, I don't like grapplers so much. Like, I don't like wrestling. So there's there's a there's so much to the sport, man. So like, there's there's wrestling. There's some people would like like to smother an opponent opponent that basically means you just lay on them and they're so good at just fucking using their whole body and smothering. And then you see someone that goes for a takedown and wants to go for some kind of choke or 
arm bar or something really quick. And that's exciting because I like, I like the quickness of a sport. I don't like when a, re- uh, a fighter wants to wrestle and slowly drain an opponent just to get the win. Whereas it's still a really good technique and it takes a lot of skill, so but you, it's boring to watch. To use a football equivalent, you're down for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs offense, like 52-45 game. You're not partying with the 9-3 to defensive struggle. I want shotgun Hail Mary. Yeah, you, you want people just fucking throwing haymakers Going for it. all day long. Yeah. Which is your Max Holloway fighters, your Conor McGregor's, your Nate Diaz. Those guys, I like strikers, if that kind of helps you out. I like a stand-up fight with good kicks, good, good, you know, good uh, punches and good 69 and <laughs> good 69 and well, while standing, while standing, figure that one out, dude, it's possible. All right, let's wrap this up. This is, this is some low, this is some low All T right. shit. We got some low energy today. Dude, hey. the testosterone's not here, and I feel bad because Oscar joined us. Oscar, we're sorry. We'll get him back on. We're, we're uh, going to get him back, Oscar. Oscar, we we'll want to thank you for being on that dirty place, home skillet. Wait, no thanks, son. Hell yeah. You got any dirty secrets you want to tell us before we go? <laughs> I mean, I got one. Eric's got jades. Little dirties. Dog. You got, you got the jades. Hey, if you eating $45 ham sandwiches and living in a bubble, you probably got jades. <laughs>